You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV for Season 3, Episode 7 of Southland. Tonight's host is Stuart Lill. Joining Stuart will be AfterBuzz co-host Phil Svitek. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Southland news and gossip. We want to hear from you, too. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Stuart Lill! everybody welcome to the southland podcast with me and my friend phil and that was just our announcer rich and uh, i'm just actually getting a phone call from rich rich what are you doing i'm on air <laughs> um anyway. i i'd love to re- meet rich someday i hope that day comes soon well he is in uh serial buddies uh, oh. one of the one of the movies that you have seen I, too that we produced over here at after buzz tv mm, that's right you guys should check it out when it come when it hits the streets I don't know what that release date is, but it's someday down yeah. the line. Well, uh, about, give or take, maybe six months. All right. Well, then uh, I look forward to it, as does every fan out there should of After Buzz TV. But uh, anyway, welcome to uh, our episode of Season 3, uh, Episode 7, Sideways, written by Jonathan Lisko, uh, directed by Allison Anders. And uh, I have to say, another solid, another solid production by our good friends over there at TNT. Yes, even when things go right. They can sometimes go sideways, mm-hmm. and I'm not in tonight's writing. It did not. You, you, I'm sorry, what? Oh, oh you. The writing itself was not sideways. <laughs> it was spot on. Okay, I, 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 was, I, was, I was just making sure you were uh, not I had to coming think... right out of the gate to, to, uh, of criti- criticizing the uh, show. I just... No, no, no. I was, my writing is not as good, so okay. I, was, I was trying to figure out a way to say I... it. I, I think I determined earlier today that I'm going to go for the spec on this show. That's I, I feel like this is a good show to do one for. All right, do it. And because uh, they're pretty standalone, so a spec is for those of you listening. It's a speculation script that you write in order in hopes of uh, getting a job on the show. In a way, you don't. In a way, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you don't generally want to give a spec of a show you want to give on of that show because they know the characters so well. They're going to immediately rip it apart as in terms of. They might. depends on how well you nail it. But uh, considering that I don't compare myself at all with any writers on this show, I would I, my knees would buckle if one of them ever got hands on that spec. Uh, <laughs> no. But uh, anyway, I, uh, before we start, I, I don't know if any fans out there um, uh, know the opening theme song. I don't know if you do, Phil, but... I I had thought it was just a uh, it was just produced for the show myself. I know um, some shows do that. Some shows just uh, you know will take clips of songs, and that turns out that's what this is. And uh, I was very excited to find it. 
Um, I, I hope our uh, DJ Jesse could possibly pull it up if I tell you the name of it. All right, buddy. So, uh, yeah, it is Dolce Pontes and uh, the song name, Concaio do Mar. I'm just going to spell that out for you. <laughs> and for all the... For those of you at home, please feel free to download legally, of course, or just listen there along is, right yeah, now. There it is. It's very. It's 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 got that main. It's got that main beat in there, but it's uh, it's very. It's not what I expected. Ooh, I like this. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is nice. There we go. It reminds me of Walking Dead. <laughs> we might have to make a remix to this. Mm-hmm. For all the rappers out there, this is your this is your new beat. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're. Uh, never mind. I was going. I think we could do the uh, whole podcast with this in the back. Yeah, there it is. Mm. <laughs> is this how cops get uh, riled up in the morning? Like every sports team, they have their warm up songs, yeah. and this is like oh, what that, a cop listens to. There it is. Very Walking Dead. Well, I have to say is um, Walking Dead came out after Saplin, so. Although the the story did come out before, but the show. Yes, indeed. Oh yeah, that's. And the... when Stu was running late tonight, I, as this played, I was like, Stu, Stu, <laughs> Stu. I was wondering why it wasn't queued up to this. Da 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 da. I pause it. Thank you, Jesse. That. So anyone, yeah, you should definitely go out there, get that song on iTunes, maybe. I, I don't know if it's on iTunes. I just found it on YouTube. But uh, great song. Anyway, uh, Phil, I also wanted to mention, uh, before we get into the episode, I don't understand why TNT hasn't renewed this show, and I will tell you a little why. Um, and we'll be kind of diving into it later uh, when we discuss the Nielsen ratings and how they work and all that stuff. But uh, last Tuesday uh, night's episode averaged around $1.8 million, uh, Adults, uh, 1849, uh, 898,000, so it grew by 22%. And um, and now that Nielsen does this thing called Live Plus 7, so take the range for the live, and then the seven days after, and they combine together, and we get a nice little number that's more accurate um, in, in terms of, like, I think DVRs and online views and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that came out to be 3.3 million viewers for the uh, Nate Moretta death episode, which was an amazing uh, 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 rating for, for, this, for this show. And so basically... Rating the the viewership has risen since season two by I believe ten uh, percent. So I don't know what TNT is waiting for. Uh, we are seven episodes into the season, and uh, I think I think after those ratings, they deserve a season four announcement tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, well, well, I'll I'll save it for remind me to bring up uh, in terms of how seasons get picked up and things like that in uh-huh. our special segment. Okay, so I don't want to give it away right now. All right, good. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so first we're going to give an episode recap. Our special segment is about Nielsen ratings, as I mentioned, and uh, then we'll just break it down from there. And so anyway, uh, so this week we, uh, we're covering an extra set of characters. Now that I think that because kind of Sammy and uh, one less, one less uh, partner, um, unfortunately, and, and Lydia kind of being suspended, they kind of had to add in a little bit with... Uh, with Chicky and Dewey, uh, Dewey, one of your, your favorite characters of the show. Of course. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we start out with him in pursuit of a car, and you'd already said the the magic line that uh, set up the whole premise of the episode. Uh, uh, you, you care to repeat it, uh, Phil, just to get him fresh in my brain? Even 
even when you make it, uh, I'm going to paraphrase because I didn't actually write it down verbatim, but um, even when things go right, or even when you do things right, things can still go sideways. All right. And learning to accept this as a cop is a big part of the job. That's right. Is, well, don't they always tack that on at the end? I think so. It's almost like the Gossip Girl, XOXO. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> thinking about Gossip Girls? I, yeah, you got me there. I, I can't wait to, uh, to, to host, uh, get on that show. Um, <laughs> you, you've been begging me for so long. But, but anyway, yeah, so this episode had a lot to do with, with cops being caught off guard a bit and uh, a lot of revealing kind of going on, uh, especially from Lydia's end. And, uh, and before this night, before I came in tonight, I when I saw the promo of Chicky, who looks like she screwed up, it immediately sparked in my brain uh, doing a little research into uh, women police officers, and uh, and we can dive into this in a second. But I, I I I was very excited to see that multiple subjects about being a woman cop kind of came up. They weren't very direct about it, like this happens when you're a woman cop, mm-hmm. but it it from th- some of the research I did, it was involved as far as like. Um, Issues of of women being police officers, um, or what? Yeah. Like, All right. So what are the? I feel like we're teasing everything that we're going to talk about. <laughs> so let's talk about this. All right. You want to talk about? It? Okay. So, um, so anyway, Chicky. Well, well, I mean they tease it, but uh, I, you know what? Just for the sake of this conversation, I'm going <laughs> to skip right to the end. Um, so when Chicky, uh, so they're on the hot pursuit, like they are on the teaser, and then toward the end of the episode. Um, she's telling clear, clear, and then uh, we're going around the um, corners, and you know they're looking out for pedestrians and cars, and and then uh, and then they Dewey's told to call it off, and Chicky uh, could have said call, you know stop, you know we need to stop right now, we're pedestrian, and she didn't, and she didn't spot the woman, and so she held that on herself. So it's just a there's just discussions of women not being effective in a way like like the man is uh when they're partnered up with men they can um they can kind of take on an inferiority complex uh not w- when they should make a decision um some women are are, are acclaimed i'm not saying i've i've never met a woman cop who i don't wouldn't think that could deck me by any <laughs> means um <laughs> um but but I mean, it's the discussions out there, and in this, and it came out right there. And, uh, where she well, did, Dewey's a tough guy to nothing, sort of and I mean, go up against. And I'm not, and, yeah, I, it, he is a tough guy, even though he's a kind of skinny, lanky little dude. But he's Irish. He's he's a mean dude. He's just crazy. <laughs> he's crazy, um, alcoholic, but apparently hasn't touched anything for a while. But still, he's very. He, uh, he's he's such a. I wouldn't want to mess with Dewey either. <laughs> and and I mean, that's why he went so many years with Chicky and. Uh, in terms of drinking on the job, and Chicky just never said anything. I mean, she obviously kind of doesn't want to stand up to this guy, and it really came out when he met his ultimate um, when he hit the when he hit the wall and and flipped the car and everything, and he had to go into rehab. And it's still and it still happened. It still happened there. I don't know if in her mind right there she was if she was uh, if she even had the thought if she should. I mean, it came out later when she talked to John, like I could have stopped him. So obviously it was going through her head. I mean, I think that's what they, they came out with it, but. But I'm just saying that's just an issue I, that that I've kind of spotted. And then the other issue is women, um, mar- uh, men and women becoming partners, becoming attached. And mm-hmm. this came out when Lydia talked about uh, um, Mary. Not Mary. Did she get married to the? 
Oh, she, whatever. Her training officer, yeah. uh, sergeant, captain, whatever he was, uh, she said, when she was uh, next to the deathbed of Mr. Watts, um, she talked about how when she met her her love, her uh, only love in her life or whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, was a training officer and how he was married and how he had kids. And the thing is, um, was an issue, and I read this from a woman officer from uh, – I think it's officer, officer.com. And uh, she discussed how her husband's an officer, but she's an officer too. And there's a connection you develop with your partner because uh, you're, you're with him 12 hours a day. You, mm-hmm. He can feel a sense of um, – so basically you're, you're, it's 12 hours a day. You get to talk to each other. I mean when you're away from your man uh, – Stu, this isn't any job. Uh, but if you ever want to pick up girls – Work with them, uh-huh. and I'm not. No, there's no encryption in that. Whatever. I'm not saying like work with them. Of like, what do you mean work them? Like, throw them pickup lines. No, work with them. Yeah, do a job with them. Right. This is any line of work. Police work. Fire. Whatever. Yeah. You know, anything. <laughs> okay. I guarantee you, because of AfterBuzz, we'll have like eight thousand marriages <laughs> because of all the guys and girls working together. Um, Clearly not on this show, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. Me and Jesse have been giving each other eyes through the window over there, but uh, well, I'd uh, be happy okay. for you to <laughs> just let me know. And hey. but but I was saying, I mean, but being a police officer is a whole different line of work, as John said. Like what teachers and and um, uh, lifeguards or uh, surfers are running into the running into gunfights. You know, I mean. Women and men partners run into gunfights together, and they and usually they come out. I mean, I'm not saying you ever come. You always it's 100 percent come out of it with a love interest. I'm just saying, but you come out of it with a whole sense of like you just went through the the uh, so a you have to storm go. with each other. I mean, you have a whole different level of connection. There's, it's something that you you can't connect with that who's just someone who maybe is your man who uh, who just push pushes uh, pushes paper at, at his job. I don't know, it's just something completely different. Um, but I'm just saying, it's just a whole different connection. And that leads to sometimes dissolved marriages and women officers or, or, or men officers pursuing women officers um, uh, on the job. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And that's why it's kind of – there's that's just one of the issues that deals with women police officers. And I'm not – like I said, I'm not against women police officers at all. They, <laughs> they serve and they kick ass as we Lydia clearly does. Uh, <laughs> and I've and, – and I've – like I said, I've there's been I've been told off by one police officer. I know she could have decked me. Oh, any woman could deck me. Uh, you probably that's some weird sexual fantasy for you, where where this woman with authority comes uh, up. Okay. <laughs> um, Halloween's a great time of the year, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, that's all. I, that's all I kind of looked into. There's there's some other stuff, but th- those are the two things that really came out in the episode that I wanted to touch on. And uh, that that's that's all I wanted to say, Phil. I'm glad we just got it out on the table there. I well, you know, all right. So if any cops are listening out there, be more respectful. Is that the message? Be more respectful to your fellow women police officers. Uh, um, well, I'm not saying it's disrespectful to. It is disrespectful to. Hit so you. what's our point, Stu? At it's the end of all this, disrespectful to. Uh, I, I believe it's disrespectful to. Because, I mean, I'm just saying those are sort of issues that are kind of poignant, but at the same time, it shouldn't 
it shouldn't it, sh- it shouldn't be a point of focus. I mean that. So uh, is our point? Let Obama s- deal with this. Let's let Obama deal with this. All there right. we go. Let's 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 leave it at that. Um, <laughs> anyway, they serve they serve our, they serve our community our communities. We shouldn't look at them down. It wasn't Chicky's fault that she couldn't see if someone a man would have been in the same position and. I don't think a man would have called it off either. I guess that's all I'm ultimately saying. I'm just okay. All right, good. There that's, we go. Yeah. All right, I can um, stand by that point. Okay, but anyway. Uh, so continuing on, uh, Lydia and uh, uh, okay. So from the from before I walked in here too, I I read something about did Russ um, in the photo like that's what I was seeing on like on forums. Mm-hmm. And like it just came out full blazes. Like it was so. Ob- I don't know if it was obvious to you, but like just knowing it, I, I felt like even if I didn't know it, it would have been so blatantly obvious because they're on the phone, and mm-hmm. Lydia's like, you know, the photo and and her job's in jeopardy, and Russ is like, well, you know, it'll blow over. You know, it, I'm sure it'll get by. And I thought he was just being entirely lame, you know, because. Uh, no offense, but girls sometimes when you call guys with your problems, we don't really care. <laughs> and so, yeah, we'll tell you, you know, and it, probably, to be honest with you, it's probably a serious thing, but we try to tell you, like, oh, it's going to be okay. And we hope that it will be, because then we get another phone call. So, you know what I mean? I thought he was just being lame. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have the liberty of knowing what I would have thought, <laughs> but knowing Russ and how he, yeah, he is kind of a, a guy who's just... Had had his strings pulled by Lydia these all these years, but she's obviously not. She does not giving him money, and and even though she sheds so much, gives him so much attention and demands so much of him in terms of of uh, of telling her telling him about her personal issues, and never he doesn't really ever get anything in return, uh, um, money wise or sexual wise. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I could see why Russ. Would so be was the five thousand dollars. For all the time she didn't sleep with him, the five hundred thousand dollars, or the five thousand dollars he demanded from her. From her, yeah, oh, that he demanded. Okay, from her. Uh, yeah, ignore that number I said, but uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, right, yeah. Well, no, I don't. I don't think it was because, hey, since he didn't sleep with me, give me five thousand dollars. I did. I think it would be easier for him to ask that if they had been sleeping with each other. No way. I don't know. I don't think she'd give that up. I mean, what this guy is a slime bag, huh? Uh, I don't like this guy at all. Stu definitely is. Stu, what what redeeming qualities does this guy have in your mind? Because for me, it's none. He's been shot. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> um, A quality that others share, such as Henry Watts. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> um, he's attractive. Henry Watts was too. Continue. Um, he, uh, he. So is Ben, by the way. So is Ben. Uh, he's the only one Lydia's. Of part Lydia's partners, who she's ever liked, uh, which I think says. But she's only loved one person. Oh, okay. Um, boy, I'm 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 spreading thin here. Uh, <laughs> uh, he he had a wife. Uh, and why did he lose her? Okay, all right. I think yeah, you're right. There's. <laughs> I think I, think I rest a, my case. We it, need we need a bumper that says Phil rests his case. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering how far ahead of time because you're right he has no redeeming qualities. Um, all he's ever done has been, has been Liddy's little little, uh, little lap like dog. A, he's like a stalker in many yeah, ways. A little stalkerish now anyway. I don't think he was stalkerish beforehand. Yeah, I mean she was the stalker um, in previous seasons, but uh, but he never like you said. 
like you made a point of, he doesn't have really rede- any redeeming qualities that I can remember. So, I, like I said, like I was saying, I'm wondering if this has been set up this whole time because if he had been a really, really stand up guy, I mean, they this would have come out of nowhere. So, I, it's been in the it's been in the works. I think that's just how I'm seeing it. Fair enough. Because otherwise, they would have. Yeah, I mean, unless unless they just took saw the saw saw the light um, saw the opportunity because they hadn't really. Made him uh, a, a, a regular character because apparently the network, I think NBC, was all, also against the actor. I forgot his name, um, so that's why I didn't get as much face time. So, but uh, now they've just taken advantage of uh, firing him uh, <laughs> on the show. He literally. must not test well in this test is, screenings, this huh? Poor guy, I have to say. Um, but it, it adds to the story. So you know what? He did his part. He got through. He got his paychecks. I'm sure. So, um, wow. Yeah. Anyway, but. So anyway, uh, I, I think, gosh, we really just skipped to the end on that one there, didn't we? With Lydia's story. Well, I mean, our, there's also the Henry Watts story. If you want to so go let's back, back it up. So yeah, so Lydia goes to a crime scene with Josie, and uh, there's a dead body, and there's there's Mr. Watts. Uh, good good catch on Henry uh, Henry Watts, and uh, great name by the way, <laughs> I'd say. Uh, anyway, so you know. He, he he can ID the shooter, but he's got a bullet in his head. They go to the hospital, and I've I've never even thought about this before. Um, I've only ever thought about someone a, a, someone sketching a, a police sketch artist sketching a uh, scene for someone, you know, talking about it. I never thought of someone like having the skill of uh, of uh, of being able to draw and doing it himself. So I'm, I'm, it was a nice little touch there with uh, Mr. Watts doing this exact crime scene, like getting all the hats like the hat of the guy was wearing like um but anyway it was it was a nice drawing Lydia was impressed and but you know she's taken off the case but I gotta say for me it was it was kind of lame of like did he have a tank top yeah so he wore pants as well yeah and he had a hat like these are the descriptions we're going off of you know what I mean? Well, if they ever find he was descriptive about the hat. I, I forgot. Oh, he, he remember the name though. Uh, Leon G- Dion, uh, and I was gonna throw in. He should have thrown in Gion as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, but he mentions he has a fiance in that first scene. Um, uh, the first hospital scene. Yeah, uh, Ju- Ju- Juliet. It's not Juliet. Yes, it is. No, it's no, it's not. I think it's. Uh, I think it's Jessica or Jennifer. I will get to it in my outline when I go down there, but I know for sure it's not Julianne. <laughs> Something with a J. At least I was got that right. But she mentions she has a fiance, and the first thing he's like, the first thing he says is, uh, in case she like comes around, tell the na- tell her the neighbors, uh, tell tell her the neighbors have the dog. <laughs> That's very important. You get freaked out. I don't know. But uh, oh, okay, that was the next scene, but. But first, yeah, like he says, he has a fiance, so it seemed like he was kind of already squat because it seemed like Lydia and him had a thing going on, so they squashed that. And then, um, and then the doctor comes and tells Lydia he's going to die, probably because either if they don't operate on him, his brain's going to swell too much. If they do, well, the bullet's just so deep in there, it's going to kill him. And I don't know. I was just like, I, I, I really wanted to do some research real quick on, uh, on, 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 on cases like that where someone's fully, uh, fully. Fully aware of everything that's going on, and and he's gonna die. <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. something that ah, the brain freaks me out so much. That's that's why I'm not a doctor, and that's why <laughs> I will never write for. Is that why for House or anything like that? Um, <laughs> or yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Doesn't sit well with me. 
Fair enough. But uh, but like I was saying in the next scene, like I mean, I, which I loved. Speaking of the bullet, you know, he's scratching his head, and like you're gonna kill yourself in that moment. You're gonna hit that hole. I was freaking out. Um, but yeah, I was just waiting for him to die. But but yeah, then he mentions the fiance and the uh, the dogs, and so we, and how the uh, all she needs to know about is the neighbor. The dogs are the neighbor. So I was thinking, oh well, now they're opening it back up for for a possible. I mean, he's gonna die. Most likely, but it seems like there's a connection coming because he doesn't seem to care about his fiance. And then they just watch that. It was kind of a weird back and uh, a seesaw of of sorts. And uh, I thought they were just showing his intricacies. I, I mean, I never thought that they, at least in his mind, they didn't necessarily have that connection. And she felt there was a connection, I'm sure. And she, even when she found out the news of the fiance, probably wanted to continue it. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it worked on two levels. One, that he didn't know he was going to die and that Lydia couldn't say anything. And then two, that, it, I mean, I just felt like it was opening just a brief, brief, uh, uh, because, yeah, like I said, Lydia liked him, or it didn't seem like it. Um, and I think they would have made a great couple if he hadn't died. And it would have been another, uh, you know, how, been you, the know, you, know you know how her previous, you know, I think he should have survived because you know how she broke up the previous marriage. Mm-hmm. Huh? What if she broke up that one, huh? The dying patient. I know that'd be intense. And instead of uh, taking photos, because now she doesn't have a cell phone, he would draw them and leak them out to TMZ. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, or or and take a little note from Californication where uh, what's his face takes Karen's uh, picture. You know, it's not often you get a picture of the first time you met someone, and he he draws her. It's not it's not often you get a. I know. But, yeah. A photo of the first time you ever meet someone. A drawing, someone. yeah. Was the first time Except you... they already met at the uh, the crime scene. Uh, well, he could have done it there. He could have. He, he drew the crime scene perfectly. He could have included her in on the side. He could have. I, I, that would have been very incriminating, been very... though. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Well, I just drew her in. <laughs> but uh, but this love story is not going to last. Um no, it's not. No, because as but a, I, but I gotta if, I gotta say for me I like the continuation of of this episode in the sense of we get the Nate uh, story mm-hmm. con, you know continuation of Sammy dealing with that we get obviously Lydia and the TMZ photos so I like the thread now that we're getting through these episodes about how they're all connecting yeah you know that we're we're one show one show's problems continue on to the next yeah no I appreciate that it's not strictly uh. I mean, usually they have like a, a running, just backstory, but yeah, like a storyline like this where someone died and it's 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 affecting the whole season, mm-hmm. like you said. Um, because yeah, previously it really was standalone. Everything. And then these TMZ photos, I mean, sure now now we know the truth or whatever, but that's a huge complication that I'm sure is going to stick in some sense. You think that that's going to continue to? Because uh, I mean, yeah, you know, they're going to be monitored in one form or another. Okay, maybe Cause not they, directly. Because I know they already said they monitored Lydia's uh, uh, bank account and saw there was no money. So, but I mean, they could still. I mean, yeah, they're obviously good friends, and they could. It might seem like they were in it together. So yeah, it probably it probably won't go away as fast as this episode did. But even even psychologically for her, she's going through so much. You know what I mean? That this was a big day for her. This was a tough one. That's why she gets a lot of credit. It's too bad Lydia doesn't have a guy to go home to. Well, she has a mom to go home to that. It's getting guys. <laughs> and a different guy's, uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Gotta live guys. vicariously through your mom. Yep. 
that's just nasty. Um, <laughs> anyway, just rounding out this Lydia uh, storyline. Um, so, you know, tells him to wait. Fiance arrives, heartbroken. Uh, I mean, Lydia seemed hurt. And then next thing, there's like, yeah, Mr. Watts died. Just wanting to know he died with his uh, fiance. And, um, uh, and, but it was really touching that what you told in there. And she just completely denies it. I mean, Lydia will never show weakness to anyone unless he's dying. And uh, that says a lot about the woman. And, and In but, a good way or a bad way? I feel like the, um, the way you said it, at least, is a very negative. Well, point. I think it it works against her. I mean, I think for, for okay, that. Okay, so thank I, you. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I right. think it works against her. And I think it also kind of showed how, I mean, we think her and Russ were close, but look, she doesn't know him. Like she said it herself, I don't know you. This is because she never revealed who she was to him. And this, she never told her closest partner out of all the years they were on uh, Detectives Together. And even after where he went through a gunshot, she never told him this, ever, even when he went through his own personal marriage issues. Because I, I don't think Russ knows, personally. I don't think he knows anything about that. I mean, especially when it came out that Lydia said she made that up. And that's why I think that they never got together. Because she, one, she was too hurt, and two, she would never show her side that side of her to anyone, including Russ, apparently. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I definitely have to agree on that. It, she needs to open up more, I think. It's okay to be guarded, mm-hmm. but definitely you have to open yourself up to select people. Yeah. Um, maybe had she opened up to Russ initially, he would not be the douchebag he is today. That's true. I, I think, yeah, because if if Russ knew that about her, I mean, I feel like they would have connected on a different level to the point where, yeah, Russ wouldn't have been asking for money because yeah i mean yeah i i just i just think it's a result of just that whole relationship not working as a friendship anymore was a direct result from her not ever opening up because she thought it was much closer than it, it turned out to be i mean russ was i mean he was hardly when he was explaining himself I mean, he was defending himself. He was never like he, he only he said sorry like after like t- like after a minute of explanation. But even then, it was just so lame. Like, okay, so basically, the point is, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But that uh, dude, that's after you said like I did it for the money or like this. You know, it's good. But he was already it. like blaming her and stuff. Yeah, I, I did it like, for the money. Um, or it's, it's nice to get, have gotten fired because now I have the money in my bank account, so it doesn't really matter that I got fired. Like, what, dude? Don't say that. Yeah. Don't say that. Now. I mean, well, that was the last straw because clearly he didn't ever give a crap about the job, and this whole episode was about Lydia and how even when she's told to go home, she can't get away from the job. And I mean, that's who she is. And if he's disrespect, I mean, for one, disrespecting it by by putting it possibly another cop out of a job. If it wasn't her, it was going to be someone else. And I I know, and you know, that Russ wasn't going to stick up for that guy, whoever else it was, only Lydia. And uh, and, and just the fact that he doesn't care that he lost his job, which Lydia values so much, and he just completely said, yeah, I, I, yeah, I told him, and then they... You know, and morally, he did it because, uh, I mean, he, he thought the news needed to be spread, that this happens all the time with celebrities, that it's vicious, and he wanted to get the word out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if we're still under the assumption that it wasn't not, in fact, the husband or soon-to-be ex-husband, 
he committed suicide, and so then no, he just he was just wrong. He he made a lot of assumptions, and obviously Lydia does not approve. Mm-hmm. Um, now had had he actually been right, and the ex husband or soon to be ex husband was the actual murder, then he kind of maybe would have morally been right, I guess, or at least like in. I could see an argument, but, like, it's just one of those hit-or-miss things. And, yeah. And he definitely missed. Man, he really just dug his own grave. I mean, like, he just went deeper. And, like, every, I, I think he literally dug himself six feet down with every point. Like, every point was another foot. And because, like, you just, I, could, I forgot about the suicide thing. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't expect that. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a jerk. Like, oh, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Say la vie. Um, and then just moves on. And, yeah, yeah. Ultimately says, "I don't know you," and and that was that was it for her, and goes off. But uh, let's move on. All right, what do you got? Uh, let's let's go to uh, Ben and John real quick. They're kind of minor in this episode. But well, I like the, I like the uh, gotta get the trailer out of the way. Guy, I don't know what, what was that whole thing. Uh, Phil, dive in. Give me give me a little symbolism lesson there, if there was any. In terms, of, oh, uh, uh, I don't know if this. Show fully works on symbolism, uh-huh. uh, and good writing doesn't necessarily have to always work on symbolism. I agree. Um, I think the point. I think with this show, they, they're literally trying to give you a more realistic view, and so it's just a matter of that. You know that um, we th- we expect cops to have all the authority, and when we find out we they don't, we turn on them, as John says. Mm. And uh, the system is not always doesn't work a hundred percent, and so yeah, that should have happened. Like they should have gotten the trailer out a long time ago, mm-hmm. but it's taken some time, yeah. and sometimes that happens. And you know what? Sometimes it happens because most of the people that uh, that do these jobs, um, especially the city jobs, um, just kind of want to get the paycheck, just don't give a shit about the job, and uh, want to clock out. Mm-hmm. And that's in many ways why America is going down the shitter is because, especially like in the auto industry, why do you think Japan and all those countries are winning? Is because we wanted to get paid twenty bucks an hour to screw to uh, turn a screw. Uh huh. That's you know. I I do have to say I think Japan. Um, I didn't read up. I just saw a headline, but they, I think they dropped to number three economy. I didn't know they were the second biggest economy, but. Uh, yeah, Phil, they're dropping. That's all I have to say, buddy. Oh, who's number one? China, maybe. Awesome. I, I that still doesn't put America up there. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm an idiot for saying China. I, I don't. I don't think it's America. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> so America. It can't be. I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of exports, and China is definitely number one in exports. I mean, indeed. So I mean, we we don't produce anything. Uh, we. Up. Apart from TV and yeah, film, yeah, I was gonna say we produce uh, we produce drama queens and and uh, and cokeheads and and meth heads. Uh, <laughs> and could anyone? Does anyone want to import those? We could spot. I mean, seriously, you guys can have them for half off. But even Zara, okay, if we're being blunt, even even our cokeheads and all that, those guys, they kind of suck. They're kind of lame. Kind of lame. At least like you know what the stereotypical ones you see from like third world countries. At least they're like it's because they have problems and they they're being creative about their disease. Us, we're just like, yeah, I'm bored. Let's get <laughs> let's get effed up. I'm bored. Yeah, peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't run in, I, I 
I don't run into a lot of these situations, unfortunately. I'd love to be asked of it and then, like, promote my just say no uh, uh, um, campaign um, mm-hmm. that I, I, I've just been brainwashed to believe in. Well, uh, <laughs> downtime usually turns into lame time. That's yeah. mm-hmm. And which is what we're probably seeing with a lot of these guys that get caught on Southland. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I wanted to go back to a point. You were saying that they um, they hit a lot of real issues, and that's that's one of the, yeah, that's the goals of the Southland riders. Like, you can, if you go on TNT.TV, uh, to the Southland page, uh, you can listen to them talk about their episode. The riders of each episode um, talk about the, why they, what the, uh, what the theme was, like, what, why they wrote what they did, and, um, and one of them was talking about like how they want to put real situations, and it's not these these episodes aren't about, aren't about the cases like they are with other shows. They're about how the characters deal with the cases in this specific instance, or in every instance, every case of the show. It, but it, now that we're on the subject of Ben and John, it's how John deals with these cases. How how yeah, how police officers, even police officers, can't make a trailer move, um, mm-hmm. even if they want to. And uh, I also was going to say that um, the the. But he actually cares. But he actually cares. But I also want to say one of the writers, uh, which was interesting, uh, apparently her husband's actually a police officer. So, so she has. So I was glad to know that these that they don't even have. They don't just have like police consultants. They, I mean, yeah. one of them anyway is married to a police officer. So and she's she knows. so in love with the art and the craft that she sought out. <laughs> is is uh, that in the interview, Stu? I did, well, you know what. Uh, no, it's not. But she is pregnant, so uh, that's she looked pregnant. Uh, um, okay. Please be pregnant. Please be pregnant. <laughs> um, but uh, and and, and uh, when you have your baby, congratulations. Um, but anyways, no. I, so I don't know how fresh this relationship is. Uh, but it, it, the way she talked about it was that I, I, I think she met him before the first season of Southland. So. <sighs> okay, uh, awkward. Well, while we're talking of our serious stuff, uh-huh. over in Studio B, we have all the Gleeks just blasting their horrible music. Justin Bieber is all I can hear right now through this headphones. Like I'm confused. What's going on? In there? Someone call the police, please. What's going on in there, Phil? There, uh, Studio B is watching Glee for our Glee after oh, okay. show coming up after our Southland, and then. We'll have the uh, the game edition right after that. Oh, good. So we got to pack. It, we have to separate uh, Southland from the game because um, co- a cop show versus a black show right after it just there <laughs> there was some tensions there. That's uh, just you, kidding. No, that's actually a good point, Phil. I'm going to bring that up later in our special segment. Uh, anyway, um, you'll see. All right, but anyway. Um, Gosh, where were we on this? So I guess I guess I really just want to touch on about like why they talked, uh, why they even threw that in there, and I what mean, the trailer, not, the trailer. I mean, I mean, there's not too much to that 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 plot line except that, yeah, that cops deal with problems with their own, like where they can't even the law doesn't work on their side sometimes. And well, I mean, I think they threw it in there because it's still, I mean, it's always about John teaching Ben mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and in this case, it's yeah, you got to care, like you know, what I mean, he. John told the lady that they'd move it, and it hasn't gotten moved. And it's just having that compassion to really care. Like, uh, Dewey says, like, oh, what do you give a crap? Yeah, I mean, it's beyond, De- yeah, like, because, like, you're saying, like, John, when Dewey, yeah, when Dewey asked that, John's like, because I want to do something, no- uh, I, I want to find something novel to give a shit about, about every now and then. And 
And Dewey, all he's looking for are high-speed chases, as clearly he was looking for at the end of the episode and wasn't going to stop. And and you need more cops like John other than Dewey because we don't need people chasing uh, cops. Chase. I don't know what that suspect did. I don't, would he have a knife? I don't know, maybe robbed the store? Yeah, but, but I mean, look, if... It, those, those aren't the important things. The important things are what John does, and you know, hel- helping out the citizen because they are the here to serve the community. You don't sign on to be a, you shouldn't be signing on a police officer to get in high speed chases because that's as, those are those are very much the anomaly. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not um, what John deals with, and what John strives to deal with is the betterment of society. Mm-hmm. And yes, what what, what high speed chases and all of that. Yes, and they of course are because you're, but in many ways no. Mm-hmm. And again, they are the anomaly. Yes, they are. All right. Um, I mean, yeah, but just to wrap that that whole that whole plot line up, yeah, they they do eventually get a call that the trailer's been moved. John's like, <laughs> John starts driving back there anyway. Ben's like, you know, trust him's like. Trust the, like trust the city, really? Like trust the city, local government? Do you no? Don't ever trust them. Um, goes back there. Sure enough, trailers there. They just take a sledgehammer to the to the uh, thing holding it there, and they just get a couple of locals to move it, and uh, there it was done. It was simple as that. And then John calls it in with a little trick, saying, "Hey, some trailers blocking the street. Uh, I think you guys need to move it." So like now the city has to move it, like no matter what. And uh, I've never met a cop who's who has the kind of cojones as. Uh, as John, but uh, I, I surely hope that they, they are really out there. Awesome. Awesome. All right. And then our last man, Sammy. I've been waiting for, uh, yeah, for a good troubled man. young man. I will say the only symbol, the, the one symbol I did see in this was that he wore black the entire episode, turning to the dark side. And the sunglasses. And the sunglasses. Oh, yeah. That's uh, interesting. But uh, doesn't want to see his eyes. Doesn't want to see his eyes. But yeah, Sammy. Um, Wants to hide. I definitely did like the the whole storyline with uh, Sammy. Like now, now he's at still at Nate's house, and he's he's getting a little irritated with everyone and wanting to continue helping Nate's wife. Like he's kind of established this is his stomping grounds, or at least he feels like he has. Um, especially since he can't go home to Tammy, and uh, and you know, I mean, he's like, she's like just offering so much help. He's like, yeah, well, yeah, just not happy. Um. So it goes to work. They get a, they they apparently brought in a suspect. Sal's tells him. I mean, but Sammy's already kind of mad that he's not being let out onto the streets without a partner and dude's gonna overwatch him. And but because uh, he wants to find these guys, and now he's been given the chance directly with a uh, police lineup uh, or at least pictures. And this can get very sketchy in the LAPD or just any police department because uh, typically a suspect. I mean, typically the person who's going to pick out that suspect isn't uh, doesn't have access to police officers who could nudge him the right direction, as Sal was potentially going to be. Um, I mean, he never it never was hinted that he would, but he was there. He knew who it was, and he loved Sammy. And uh, I mean, it could very well happen, and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if it has happened before in the de- in the uh, in the department. Uh, any department in terms of picking out a lineup because Sammy, when he gets to uh, choosing the the picture, he freaks out, can't find it. The six-pack, as we learned. The six-pack, yeah. And luckily, you know, I mean, just to drive the story and keep it interesting, he can't, he, he can't pick it out, so now it's all on him. I mean, I'd, 
it would be very boring otherwise if he selected the guy in the first scene. <laughs> so you got to make it interesting. That's how that's how this works. In, in, uh, <laughs> telling a telling a little story, and um, so Sammy convinces Sal, "I need a real lineup. I like I need him in front of me." I I don't know how this process works. I just always I've seen it both ways, but I never knew that um, that I because it seemed like Sal was talking about how the attorney was kind of preventing them from getting an actual lineup. They were just wanted a straight. Uh, picture six pack picture. Um, I didn't think it was up to them, um, but I mean they they get it anyway. And uh, but before uh, before that, I mean Sammy goes back home, and um, uh, what, what's the deal? Yeah, well the the guy garden, right the, the what guy the gardener or something the, like that. Some gardener, whatever some he's neighbor, just another helpful guy. Just Sammy just goes up. It's like, uh, you know, are you just helping out or whatever? You want something else? He's like, you think you know? You think I'm trying to get with this woman? Like you're the guy living here and sleeping on our couch. And then Sammy just tells him to fuck off, get out of here. And uh, his wife sees that, and and it was in the next scene that that I was, was she like was she like maybe we should sleep together? Oh, yeah, <laughs> she was, was definitely turned to... on. Uh, uh, this is so disgraceful, by the way. Poor Nate. Um, <laughs> she was definitely. And yeah, but yeah, you got to carry on the memory here? of me. Ma- what are Nate. we doing? Yeah, we got to carry on the memory. But when uh, when they held hands and and Nate's son came out and was like, "Are you my new daddy?" Like, but he was so blunt about it. It made me wonder. Like in the previous episodes, you know, when uh, he came downstairs and asked Sammy, like, "When are you gonna leave?" I always thought we always thought that he was told to do that. <laughs> but I'm now just thinking that this kid just kind of has his own mind and just asked straight up questions like that and it, I think it really came out here when he's like are you gonna, are you my new dad like you're just so so what, what was he hopeful for it or was he not hopeful I don't I don't think it was either way I think it was just like it just kind of feels like a fact of life uh, <laughs> I don't think you can say something factual like that yeah especially in question form okay well everyone has feelings and I'm sure this kid has loved his dad very much Nate looked like a loving guy so I think I think hopeful because remember last episode when when uh, Sammy got home the kid was happy that's right he was and it's he seemed to fit right in there but right when that happened well he wasn't upset so I think I think he was I think he was happy to see that but it was just but he was just being that character that he is where he was just mm-hmm. he, he wasn't like are you my new dad like but he was just like oh are you my new dad now <laughs> I don't know. He just played it so straight. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it does make you wonder. Like, what is he thinking? What, what, what does he want him to be his dad? Does he not? But I'm just, I, I'm not, an, I'm not, an, I wasn't a child psychologist. I'm not a child psychologist. Uh, I, or a brain surgeon. We don't have Doctor Drew in here either. Um, or a brain surgeon. Uh, the brain surgeons were reserved for uh, Mr. Watts in this in this episode. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, but yeah. So Sammy goes to another lineup can't pick him out um and uh just just tears him up i felt torn up and and we're just leading down a very dark path here i i don't know where sammy's gonna end up i know we'll get to the teaser in a second but um this kid this guy's gonna just tear i think it's gonna go be well beyond this guy the suspect it's it's gonna i mean the whole neighborhood's gonna feel it and he made that point last episode and especially now that he couldn't prove it, now that he couldn't put him away, I think it was going to be bad enough if he actually did pick him out of the lineup and put him away, that he was going to terrorize that neighborhood. I mean, that was just going to 
Yeah, he's 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 not doing so good. No, this and again, he's turning to the dark side as we mentioned. It's building up, and it's gonna have its ultimate end. It's Sammy, I, which is kind of weird considering they're kind of knocking off all these main characters. Um, I don't know what there's unless Sammy like gets to an ultimate decision that he, um, because he's kind of abandoned all the rules he set for himself, all the rules that really Nate kind of guided him with. You know, like. You know, you should respect these people because a lot, a lot of these people are real people. They aren't just uh, thugs. And but yeah, it, nobody cares. Nobody it, cares nobody, about him. Or it, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's over. But, Nate's but Nate got one in the back of the head, and that's the way Sammy sees it now. Ultimately, like, no, these people are monsters, and uh, I want to take care of them. But anyway, and then uh, at 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 the end, he just goes to Tammy's and cries it out, and because uh, apparently he can't sleep. I don't know. Did, what did you think? Did you think he? that the wife didn't want him sleeping over there anymore? Or did you think that Sammy just couldn't bear to go home and tell Nate's wife that he couldn't pick him out of the lineup? Well, I think it's 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 him. It's the fact that he couldn't pick him out, and it's the fact that the son came out and said, are you going to be my new dad? It was just too hard hitting those two things yeah. colliding. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, his world is spiraling in, into chaos. And I don't think you can have, yeah. You just and he's have to, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a and realization he's ar- that he's messed a lot of things up. And he's life. already, yeah, and he's already showed a side of himself to Nate's uh, widow um, that I don't think, yeah, he didn't want her to see that, and she did. So now she's, and the next thing you know, he's going to show a different side of himself to the kid, and it's, yeah, it's just gonna it's going to snowball. And it's going it, it, to, for, it's for the best that he's not going back there right now, especially with, with his his guilt on his mind, um, but he doesn't want him to see that side of him. No, he does not. Been the good uncle. But anyway, I think uh, with that, we should go to commercial, and uh, we'll talk about our good old special segment dealing with the Nielsen ratings right after this. Right. Want to find out what the afterbuzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call at 347-855-8269. This television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Get in on the afterbuzz. 347-855-8269. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. Listen on iTunes. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Find us on Facebook. Your husband or your best friend? Follow us on Twitter. And then she's trying to kill him, so it justifies it. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. And visit us at AfterBuzzTV.com. <laughs> the wig! The wig! Oh, come off. That wig! Come off, baby! No! Boardwalk Empire. Desperate Housewives. Glee. Gossip Girl. Breaking Bad. Mad Men. True Blood. The Walking Dead. Big Love. Jersey Shore. The Oscars. Celebrity Rehab. The Emmys. If it's hot, you can bet we'll be buzzing about it. Thursday. On a very special AfterBuzz TV Jersey Shore edition. Work hard, party hard. Young special correspondent Mari Fagel drinks while broadcasting for the very first time. I'll take shots yeah. with you guys on the show. Why don't I do that? Downing the wine coolers. Relationships will be tested. Look what you're doing to her. Alliances will be strained. Tear Kevin apart on air because he just rips on us both sometimes. And for the crew of AfterBuzz TV Jersey Shore... Things will never be the same. An all-new AfterBuzz TV Jersey Shore edition. 
Thursday, only on AfterBuzz TV. Welcome back. Welcome indeed. By the way, I want to do a special segment to the Southland theme. To the, yeah, no, I was about to say, Jesse, could we pull that back up? Uh, our good old Southland theme. There we go. Which, by the way, is by Dolce Pontes. Can Caudomar. Am I saying that right, Jesse? Do you? Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, so, Stu, you want to talk about the Nielsen ratings. So, in light of what I talked about, mentioned earlier about how they haven't been renewed, uh, Southland, as I have brought up over and over again, has had this issue of uh, well, kind of a rating just, I mean, so we all know that they they were canceled and then uh, by NBC and they got brought back by, onto TNT. And that was kind of in light to uh due to not only jay leno but just everything <laughs> seems so much more epic. i know i i feel like i'm a god right now but, so um, go ahead continue make your godly points da, 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 da. anyways i was gonna say um so yeah southland obviously uncanceled brought back to a different network but so nielsen kind of like the it's it's this organization that that can just screw shows. You understand me, Phil? It can. Are we gonna raid them? Are we gonna pillage them? Is that <laughs> what we're doing? <laughs> I feel like it now with this theme going on. Um, All right, give us the facts. Give so, us the rundown. So look, Nielsen. It's in like a hundred countries. It's been around since 1950. They just basically they take a sample. It's a tiny sample size. They 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 do two methods of getting ratings. Okay, so these are these are the ratings that networks they develop shows to meet these ratings, all these demographics, you know, 18 to 49, uh, African-American, Hispanic, white, uh, Caucasian, uh, uh, over 18 to 49, uh, you know, 49 to 101, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, because they got to cater to, advertisers got to know what show sells their product. Nielsen is what hooks them up with that information. They they, they know when when audiences leave uh, at certain points of the show, what what points the show their uh, commercials would do best in, you know, all this stuff. I mean, that's what Nielsen is for. But there's a lot of controversy about it, okay? So, um, for, uh, by the way, so if anyone doesn't know, there's rating, there's, like rating shares. Do you know about that? Any about that, Phil? Like, uh, you're, you're on a roll. So okay, you so continue. a share is a percentage of television that uh, sets in, in use tuned into the program. For example, Nielsen may report a, a show that's receiving a 9.2 out of 15 with, during a broadcast. Uh, so meaning... An average of 9.2% of all television-equipped households, which is, like, in the hundreds of millions, uh, were, uh, were tuned in, in that pro- at any given moment, while 15% of households watching TV were tuned in to that program during that time slot. So that's a great rating. Um, but anyway, so there's two, there's two methods. They, usually they take, like, around, uh, I think the number I found was, like, 25,000 people, which is so small. That's, that's like, 0.02%. And uh, they put like little uh, little devices in their home to monitor their TV watching, right? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, four months a year, there's uh, sweeps um, where people November, can... February, and I forget the rest of them. I... Everyone gets so worried in TV about no, sweeps. Yes, month. yes. Uh, November... Which is why you always get the season finales around February or like November. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. or the big episodes. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. We got November, February, May, and July. Yeah, those are the four big mountains. We're in the middle of the sweeps right now, Phil. We are. We are uh, getting some good episodes. And during sweeps, that's when people mail in a diary, as they call it, of kind of what they watch. And uh, I didn't get too much information what it's containing these diaries, but that's like, but that's what everyone, that's what all the networks are, 
are uh, going for, and they got they put in the big stars in those shows. They they amp up production costs, and and uh, so that's why if you ever noticed, yeah, shows end around that time, start around that time, or are better around that time, blah blah blah. But um, but yeah, but depending on demographics and stuff depends on how much a show can charge for commercials. Like Grey's Anatomy, since they were getting much more eighteen to forty nine than CSI during a time slot, they could charge four hundred nineteen thousand dollars per commercial, which is that blows my mind. But uh. That's skipping ahead. Um, but, yeah, but also Nielsen can't tr- really track DVRs and Internet that well. They're just getting around to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a lot of controversy uh, as far as, like, you know, how do we know that all – because, like I said, only 0.02% of people oh, – they're actually tracking, you know. So uh, how's, why are they getting to represent everyone, and especially when we're doing DVRs and Internet, watching the Internet now, which I would believe that you could tap into that in some program, which I, they're working on. Um, and they got technical issues. They're, Relax. They're, getting, they're working they're on it. it. And that's how, like, that show, uh, show day plus seven, that's mm-hmm. DVR related. Um, anyway, but just an example of, like, shows. And, and I mean, like, so executives, uh, they kind of usually give, like, showrunners, like, what, we, what kind of, like, rating we, number we expect. And, and usually you want to meet that number. Like, you're praying that the day you get ratings, you meet that number, that 2.0 or whatever it is. If you don't meet it, it's bad. It's going to not be a really great phone call, especially for pilots, because the pilot numbers, the initial numbers, that's generally the highest rating you're going to get the entire season. And then from that, it dips, and then it kind of holds. You're hoping it holds, and uh, or you can do something to raise it. Ah, it's just a great song. But uh, <laughs> And then, as I was saying earlier, as far as pairing our show up with another show, uh, what, what show was it? The Game. The Game. You know, not a great back-to-back, right? Because uh, uh, well, the game has so many more viewers. Where are you going with that? Uh, no, I'm not saying. Okay, what I'm saying is, like, you know, you don't. Like, why does I mean Fox just back to back to back animation on Sundays? I mean, that's because mm-hmm. if you're watching animation, the next show, if it's the next show's animation, are you you're criticizing likely... AfterBuzz TV's programming schedule? No, I thought you were saying that. That I thought you were remarking about it earlier. No. Like, I thought I thought Glee was coming in here after us. Oh yeah, because they're bullies. Okay, well they just want to sing and dance and crap. I think people who are into Southland would want to glee it up. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's just another thing. But yeah, I mean just just to name a few names that like of people that have been canceled. Uh, uh, like Seth MacFarlane, Aaron Sorkin twice, uh, Ben Stiller, Ron Ron Howard. I, I think he was technically canceled with the rest of development. I mean they went out yeah, on their own terms, but. Uh, John Wayne, Judd Apatow, and David, you know, David Cross, like, his biggest names go out, like, solid shows that people pick up on later, years later, uh, but yeah, I mean, and there's ways to bring those shows back, it's really rare, but, um, you know, like, Family Guy, Chuck Futurama, Power Well, the game was brought back because after two years, from, it went from the CW, and now it's on BET, and, and now the numbers are in the, you, they never had those numbers, they averaged, like, 1.78 uh-huh. on CW, now they got, like, Freaking eight yeah, million. There you go. Yeah, and and yeah, because shows can come back. Because uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like I'm I'm assuming that BET's more catered to for, for a sh- a game. A show like the game would be better. No, on but BET, there's nothing. No, right? there's no? nothing else out there. There's nothing else out there. I mean, you, you, Stu, you should really listen to the game uh, after Buzz to get really educated I, on yeah. uh, black TV. Mm. But um, but but it's weird how like I um, there's this couple uh. Jeff and uh, Jackie Schaefer, uh-huh. and uh, they do. They created the show The League on FX, and right now they're in their second. I forget fully how what season they're in, but um, they said if we get picked up for the third, then it's almost like in some ways an automatic for a fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I guess it's it, it's obviously different in Southland's case because they were canceled and now they're kind of starting up. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like almost a season one again. Yeah. Even though it's not. So um, oh, I I don't know. I think they may wait till the end of the season to see if. I mean, Desperate Housewives. I think. Um, will get picked up too, and they're kind of going through the same thing of like just negotiations and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's all the bureaucratic stuff. It's tied up yeah. in a negotiation. I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, I know Desperate Housewives. I, I mean, that's kind of dealing a lot with uh, how much the actors want to get paid, right? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why shows can get canceled. You know, whether it's uh, the overhead cost, and you know, if the return isn't that great, then you know, why make the show if you can make another show with people who. Because I mean, I mean, actors can demand anywhere between like you know, like fifty thousand to five hundred thousand. I mean, and in some cases, in a million, um, which are those are you know crazy shows like Friends and 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 The Sopranos. Uh, with Jerry Gandolfini, he got a million an episode in his last season, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. So you know, those rare occasions, nobody. I can't think of anyone on TV right now is pulling in a million an episode, but um, but they they can pull up you know up three hundred thousand around there. Like I just like on a CSI or, or something, uh, which is like, you know, 10 seasons in, so they, you know, they can, they're allowed to. I mean, a first show, like on a CW, you're probably not going to see a lot a lot of money. So, but but Desperate Housewives, where they have been around a while, but maybe their ratings aren't as, yeah, well, they where should, they should be. They should shut up and just, whatever, everything. They feel like they deserve I, it. No, and, they don't. But, yeah, they feel like they deserve it. And, but unfortunately, like, if you're not, if it if not if the network's not going to profit, then you just you got to play ball too. So our message is, Southland should be picked up. Southland should, should be get picked up. I, I was going to say real quick. There's ways of getting picked up, uh, re-picked up, I should say. If if you're canceled, I mean DVD sales saved Family Guy, syndication saved uh, Futurama and Baywatch actually. Mm-hmm. Um, like they did well. Like actually, Baywatch did great in Europe, and they came back. That's why Hasselhoff is uh, such a well-known character over there. Well, I love uh, uh, Baywatch was awesome. Uh, going to a different network, like you said, uh, the Game or or Scrubs, um, and Southland, of course, and uh, petitions. Very rare that I know of. Mystery Science Theater three thousand got uh, restarted because of a petition over at Sci-Fi. That's the only one I could think of, and the only one I could find um, because I know a lot of. People put, you know, petition to bring back Southland, and I'm like, I, I look at it, I think it's a hopeless cause because it's not about... Well, it's something at least. It's something, but it's, like, unless you get uh, millions and millions and millions, I mean, it's really all about the, the money. Like, okay, well, how about you give us some mo- money first, like DVD sales, and then, uh, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll put you a season four. No, no doubt. Um, well, everyone buy season one and season two now, and then wait for season three to come out and buy it. And then, of course, the last two are just like you know spinoffs, adaptations, like all the Law and Orders. I mean, the original Law and Order, I believe, was canceled last year and went twenty years. But I mean, now they have like Law and Order L.A., Law and Order. Uh, I can't think of the other ones, but you know, what I mean. And uh, but yeah, but anyway, those just a little uh, little snippet of the how the rating system works, how it can screw the. Wow. Screw a show or save a show and uh, all that stuff. Stu's worried because he, of course, wants to be a TV writer and he doesn't want the bad ratings. I don't – I wouldn't – that was great. That was great when uh, a show would come in after a bad rating. And and bad ratings aren't always – yeah, I, I, I should I should say that ratings aren't always because of a show is bad. I mean, um, yeah, if if a show is on the same night as the Super Bowl or – or, or the Grammys or something, it's probably not going to get that great of ratings because there's a show that's pulling a lot more. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. But it happens, in, and, and advertisers look at that. Like, I thought you 
I mean, we paid four hundred grand for that commercial, and it nobody watched it. So we're not paying for any more commercials, and that's just that's just the way of TV. That is unfortunate. And with that, let's go to DJ Jesse with news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. All right, this is Southland season three, episode seven, sideways news and gossip. Sean Hattesey has claimed that the development of his character on Southland is likely to surprise viewers. Hattesey, who plays Sammy Bryant, said that he is very excited about where his character goes from here. He says, oh, believe me, this is going to be good. It's just a different Sammy than anybody's ever seen. Sammy doesn't deal well with holding things in. There's really no limit to where his character will go. When you're a cop, you feel somewhat responsible for protecting your partner. Sammy is going to wear that for the rest of the season. Mm. Well, well, we definitely see that. I know, I know. Yeah, like I said, like we talked about, Sammy is uh, going to turn into a character that none of us want to watch down go down that road well unfortunate but he seems very excited so at the same time i feel like he's not depressed about it so it's good news for the fans he's probably going to stick around in a while. i like i like seeing sammy in, in a sort of demise anyway i mean not that i of course i don't want him to be in that but it's, it's it is entertaining uh, so yeah very good onwards spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert warning the spoiler has been found on after buzz tv property Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! (laughs) Even though he's still grieving, Sammy will soon be assigned a new partner. Fans of the show will recognize Sammy's new wingman, Laz Alonzo, who will reprise his role as Detective Gil Puente in Season 3 finale. Alonzo previously appeared in three episodes in Season 2 as a former partner of Nate's who helped Nate and Sammy work undercover on a gang case. Very cool spoiler. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't particularly remember the character, so I don't, I don't, uh, I, I, I can't talk too much about about it. But Jesse seemed very interested. Yes, in him. he's a great person. So uh, I'm very excited. Okay, good. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Right. Onwards. Well, do you think you have what it takes to be the next rookie, rookie cop? Find out when you play the new Southland Target training game on TNT TV. It's a first-person duck hunt style game where you aim at different targets that pop up on a gun range that resembles an alley. I played this, Phil. I did pretty well. I, I think I play the. Are you a cop or not? I I am a cop. I'm, I'm, I think I do a little bit better than uh, Mr. Ben Sherman. Do you get to call out codes? Call code out. six. Code six. No, um, no, they don't require you to have that intention knowledge. Uh, but uh, I had some targets, and uh, I was rather impressed with myself. And I hope to get a call. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Offering my services. All right. And that's your AfterBuzz TV, Southland News and Gossip, for the week of February 15th, 2011. Wow. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, st- yeah, Phil. Predictions? Uh, Phil, first, before we get into the predictions. Hold on. Hold on. Hold and that now, out. your AfterBuzz TV <laughs> There's no stopping Rich. Before... Before you cut to credits after our predictions, I need to uh, to honor the fallen officers. Oh, you left that out on my copy. Well, I thought I thought no cops died. I was actually happy oh, to sorry. get that news, and now all right, bummer. All right, <laughs> Jesse, cue up the sad stuff. Do we have a sad one? We should. No. Okay. No. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, Phil. Anyway, uh, so. This week, uh, in honor of the policemen and women serving our communities, we will now be reading the names of fallen officers from around the country killed in the line of duty. In the last week, 
two officers' uh, lives were taken. On February 13th, police officer Aaron Peru was killed in an automobile accident. Officer Peru was 26 years old, and he had served the San Carlos Apache Tribal Police Department. He had been sworn in only 30 days earlier. Officer Peru is survived by his four children and parents. Um, today, actually, on February 15th, Captain Daniel Stiles was struck by a car while directing it at traffic. Captain Stiles had served with, uni- with the Uniontown Police Department uh, for two years and had previously served with the Hartville Police Department for 18 years. He was age 46. If you wish to contact the department for funeral arrangements for survivor benefit or survivor benefit fund information, go to www.odmp.org to find that contact information for those police departments. These officers will be in our thoughts and prayers from all of us at AfterBuzz TV. We thank the men and women who put their lives on the line to protect our way of life. We do indeed. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Stu, what do we got? We Uh-oh. Oh, nice. Um, well, we see a burglary call and an Amber Alert, and John is very unhappy with Ben. Well, as we know, John is so into the kids and saving them, and as you, you think they've exhausted... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually glad. I haven't seen it. Well, it's Amber. different. At least at least we're not finding the kids at the house because the parents are dead. Yeah. Well, we- I'm interested to see how they handle an Amber Alert. I, I don't know. I've just kind of forgotten about them for a while since I haven't been, like, using my radio in my car um, to to hear them. But, uh, but yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I'm... I, Can you just... What do you mean? What do you just turn them off every time they're on? What does that mean? I, I just listen to my... I just listen to my iPod. I, uh, I don't... I don't listen to the radio anymore. All right. Well, but, uh... But, um, anyway... And then, so yeah, there's that. And then Sammy forces a guy to dig his own grave, um, literally. Uh, that's what it looks like. I, I don't think he'll kill him mm-hmm. because he's got to stick around for another three episodes because this was episode uh, seven. We have three more episodes. And next week we will have, um, I, ha- I have the title, Phil, I swear to So what's our phrase? Uh, every oh. cop. Oh, I, I'm done with that. You, all right, what, what's your phrase? Uh... Fixing, no. fixing a hole, by the way, is the title, so go with that. Okay, so uh, no cop, like, every cop hopes to fill a hole, but now one has to dig it, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. That's I got great. nothing. I got nothing. But he didn't dig it. He forced another guy to dig it. All right, I don't know. Okay, whatever. All right, Jesse, take us out of here. For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.